So Thomas Wolfe, in his novel, You Can't Go Home, which was published uh, posthumously in 1940, uh, he said, you can't go back home to your family, back home to your childhood, back home to a young man's dreams of glory and of fame, back home to places in the country, back home to the old forms and systems of things which once seemed everlasting, but which are changing all the time, back home to the escapes of time and memory. I think it would be very interesting to take a survey of you tonight, to invite you to uh, talk about your experience of going home, and then to fast forward another three to five years and ask you the same exact question. To ask you about what's it like when you go home. Especially for those of you who are freshmen and just beginning this college journey. Because as I'm sure you all know by now, life is constantly changing and that changing affects us. The choices we make, the choices made for us, these have a way of shaping us as we experience them. Now, in my opinion, one of the most important lessons that you will learn while you're here in college, you won't learn in a classroom or in a textbook or in the library or even from the internet, but it's the lesson of how to live in this thing we call the adult world, because I'm pretty sure everyone in here is at least 18. So technically, in the eyes of the law, you are an adult for almost everything. There's still a few things you can't do, but for the most part, you are an adult, free to make your own choices, free to enter into your own decision-making, free to make your own uh, successes and your own failures. I can tell you, I remember the very first time I realized I had that freedom. Uh, I was just beginning my freshman year of college, and I remember I was getting ready to go out with my friends at like 10.30 at night. I know, 10.30 at night, whoa, super late. But, you know, I was 18 and had never been alone before, on my own anyway. And I remember thinking to myself, holy crap, I don't have to tell anybody that I'm going out at 10.30 at night my mom isn't going to be checking on me. And, and in fact, the only person I might tell is my roommate, but only because it's a courtesy, though he probably doesn't care because, you know, we're just stuck together by the, by the college. So I really don't have to tell anybody. I have freedom to make my own choices. For the first time in my life, I got to decide. I got to set the course of my life. I got to decide if I was going to stay up late, if I was going to stay up late studying, or if I was going to stay up late doing other things, if I was going to study for classes, or if I was going to goof off. I got to decide when I was going to play and when I was going to work. I got to decide all of these things for myself for the first time. And that is the biggest lesson I think you learn in college. 
is how to begin to make your own decisions. Because I imagine for most of us, most of you, as you begin your college journey, that's when that decision-making really is yours. I mean, maybe you check in with your parents, your guardians, your loved ones, whoever it is that is important in your life, but for the most part, you're making those daily decisions for yourself. And it's that process of learning and beginning to make your own choices that we begin to grow and change and develop. Like that first time you really should have studied for the test, but you didn't. And then you went ahead and had to take the test anyway. <laughs> or vice versa, the first time you jumped ahead and started working on your paper well before it was due and finished it early enough to have time to have other people help you edit it. That happens to everyone in here, right? I see some head shaking, no, but I don't believe that. I'm sure you all do that all the time. We start to learn the ways in which our decisions have effects on our lives. And that's all this growing up. And it's this developing, this changing that happens when we go off to college or whatever it is that we do after high school when we begin to enter that adult world. Because it's not just college that does this for you. If you get a job, if you study abroad, if you go and uh, study a Votech, all of these things have the same way of helping us to enter into the adult world and begin to make those decisions for ourselves for the first time. And what I guarantee you will find is when you go back, you are different. That things have changed. I wonder how many of you have actually experienced this already, having gone away for a period of time, and not just college, but in particular thinking about coming away to college and going back home, and then getting together with old friends who have been doing other things, whether it's college or work or sitting at home, whatever it is that they might be doing, you get back together and you're so excited to see each other because you haven't seen each other in such a long time and you sit down and you start to talk and then you realize you don't have as much in common anymore. As we go our different ways in life, life has a way of changing us, of shifting us. We grow in different ways. We become different people as we grow up. Not in a negative way or a bad way, as in we lose our identity, but that our identity changes. And so when you go home, who you once were is no longer who you are. And so that's why, even though my sermon is entitled Going Home, I'm going to tell you tonight, you can never go home at least not as who you were. Because now, today, whoever you were, it's changed. You're thinking differently. You live differently. In our Christian terms, we talk about how we have changed. And it's the same thing that our author is getting to in our scripture this evening when he writes to Timothy 
And he offers this encouragement. He says to Timothy in verse 5 that he's reminded of the faith in Timothy that was first passed on to him by his grandmother Lois and by his mother Eunice and now lives in Timothy. And then in verse 6, to rekindle the gift of God that is in you. And verse 7, a gift from the spirit of power and of love and of self-discipline. The author is writing to Timothy and saying, you have been changed. Not because of who you were was bad, but because who you are now is different. You've changed, you've grown. Timothy, as uh, we talked about last week, was one of Paul's chief disciples, one of the most important disciples who uh, would come out of Paul's ministry, one who would go on to continue the work of Paul, which Paul writes about also in our scripture today when he says, I'm in prison, but you go out and do. Grab hold of your faith and go out. Carry your faith into the world. Do not be ashamed because I'm not ashamed and I'm here in prison. And so Paul is telling Timothy, go and take your faith. Go out into the world. And I think if he would say, to, if you go home, remember, you're not who you were. You now have this new role, this new responsibility. It's to carry this thing we call faith out into the world. And to be clear, when I'm talking about going home, I'm not just talking about going home, wherever home might be for you. I'm talking about going to all of the places of your lives. Maybe that's when you leave this community and go back to your dorm room or your apartment. Maybe it's when you go to work or you go to class. When you go to any of those places that you go in your life, this is what I'm talking about when we carry our faith into those places in the world. And this semester we're talking about how we practically carry out our faith, how we live this thing called Christianity. And one of the ways we do it is when we go out into the world, we remember that in this place we have a different standard. And it's not that you need to go out into the world and start accusing people of like, you're doing this wrong and you're doing this wrong and you're doing this wrong and I'm right. But rather to go out into the world and live a faith of integrity and honesty and tempting each day to say, today I'm going to do better than I did yesterday. And tomorrow I'm going to do better than I did today. It's to carry our self with the truth that we find in Christ. It's a truth that calls us to care for one another, to build relationships with one another, to stand for and with one another, and especially with the marginalized and the oppressed, to share joy and peace and love and grace and forgiveness with others. Taking our faith home means not being afraid to stand strong for the faith that calls us not to just believe, but to do. To live this thing we call our faith boldly. I said in my first sermon of the semester 
or rather my second, my first sermon of this series, uh, the second sermon of the semester, that faith is a huge commitment. It's not just this thing we settle into and kind of quasi-do. Faith is a big commitment, and it changes us. It changes our daily lives. It changes the way we see the world and where we, the way we act in the world. It's so much more than just these pews we sit in. So much more than the fellowship we share afterwards. It is taking this thing out in the world so that we can live the transformation we want to see. It's seeking that transformation in the world that we're doing when we carry our faith home. And so we go home from this place into our lives, to live our lives however we are, uh, wherever we are led, whatever we're led into, whatever situations your life may find you, and we try our best each day to live it under that ethic that says, God is calling me to do something to make the world a better place. Not just for me, but for the whole world. God is challenging me to make the world a better place with my life. And so when I say we're going home, that is what I mean. We're going home to our lives. I have a little story for you. It's about four scholars who were arguing over uh, biblical translations. Uh, one said that he preferred the King James Version because of its beauty, its eloquent Old English. Another said that she preferred the American Standard Bible for its literalism, the way it moves the reader from passage to passage with, confidence, with confident feelings of accuracy from the original text. A third preferred the message because of its quaint, penetrating use of words, the turn of a phrase that captures the attention of a reader. And then after giving the issue further thought, the fourth scholar admitted, I have personally preferred my mother's translation. When the other scholars chuckled and asked, your mother translated the Bible? He responded, yes, she translated it. She translated each page of the Bible into her own life. And it is the most convincing translation I ever saw. When we carry our faith into our lives, we are carrying this truth home. Going home is living this faith every day. It's remembering to give thanks because today is a gift. It's the gift of now. And remembering that none of us will live this perfectly. None of us will be able to go home and carry our faith in perfect ways. None of us will reach perfection no matter how much we seek it. Because all of us will fall short. All of us will make mistakes. All of us will slip up. All of us will sin. But then we remember it's not perfection that we are seeking. What we're seeking is to get up from this place today and go out and do better. 
just a little bit better than I've done before. To make the world just a little bit better of a place. To try to share peace and love and grace just a little bit more. And to remember that we cannot go home anymore. At least not as we were. Because what was before is now passed away because we are a new creation in Christ. We have been forgiven and we are redeemed and we have been set free. And it's from that place that we go home to share with others the truth of God's justice, God's mercy, and God's everlasting love. Amen.